0: Hey, everyone. Her community, too, here. The nursing home scandal is plaguing our New York governor, Cuomo, as well as the sexual harassment allegations. But very little is heard about the horror stories from the disabled community who some are put in private and state-run group homes or facilities. Jonathan, who was autistic, and he was also nonverbal, was unable to tell his parents what had been occurring. In 2007, Jonathan was killed at age 13 by a care worker. Now with us today, we have Jonathan's father, Michael Carey, joining us, along with Kathy Cole, both of them better known as the Whistleblowers. This is our Community Podcast, and now the episode is going to begin. okay with us today is two special people from the whistleblowers uh which is a documentary that i actually personally uh watched and i was so taken in by these and and everybody will be it'll leave you screaming mad it'll make you want to do something if not you're just going to be complacent and you're not going to help the problem so with us today is kathy cole i met her I wrote a story on her on the blog, which I believe is still on there, of her experience fighting New York State education. And then I met Mike Carey, who was part of the whistleblowers, for his son, who had, I believe, passed away in a disabled nursing home. So both of us are going to tell them about themselves, I mean, tell us about themselves and what's going on with the state and our current governor, Cuomo. So, Kathy, how are you?
1: Good, Catherine. Thank you for having us on. Um, I'm looking forward to your 1 million listeners I know, listening crazy, to right? this and hopefully sharing it. And then at the end, we'll give you some contact information uh, because we do need other voices. Uh, so, um, I. Your background. We'll you into the whistleblowers. Okay. So I will quickly tell you that I was—I worked in the schools. Uh, we were school safety advocates, and we worked in school gyms, um, keeping the gymnasium equipment safe for the five million children in New York State and other states surrounding. There were two deaths of children in New York state in electrically operated folding partitions. My husband invented a safety device. We were architecturally specked into the New York City school system. So every school in the New York City school system should have one of my devices. And about 80% of New York um, state schools we were architecturally specked in. And what, what it is, is it's as simple as, a, you know, it's, it's a web of infrared so that if a child goes near the partition as it's operating because they're massive pieces of equipment the door will stop an alarm will sound and it has to be reset so there was a lot of issues with compliance with funding millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and the law was not enforced and they're at the highest level of the city and the state i fought them i reported them I exposed them. I'm in a violation of my civil rights right now against the New York City school system and I was so frustrated by the lack of accountability by the attorney general, the district attorneys, the people in charge, the comptroller that should be helping protect the children and the taxpayers instead they protect state agencies that I decided to I had so many people reaching out to me after I was interviewed on Frank Vetro's radio show, that I decided to do a documentary. And I carefully chose four other whistleblowers in New York State, who our stories were different, but the patterns were exactly the same. We were silenced at the highest levels of the government, including when it, Andrew Cuomo was attorney general, and then when he was governor. Um, so the similarities, it couldn't be that just I was crazy. Because then we have Mike Carey, then we have Mary Ellen Belding, then we have Walter Wenger, and we have Frank Vetro. We united as a force. We did a documentary two years ago exposing egregious things against Governor Cuomo. We got four Congress members to ask for a Department of Justice investigation that went nowhere. And here we are today, finally getting some attention, and people are realizing that what we're saying is true. So go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Okay. Uh, thank you, Tooth Catherine, for having me on and bringing these issues to the forefront. Uh, they're huge. Um, so I got started. Uh, we were, my wife, Lisa, and I were blessed with a precious young man named Jonathan, um, and he had developmental disabilities, uh, autism, and he was primarily nonverbal. And we put him into a facility down in... Uh, uh, Stotsburg, New York, which is near Poughkeepsie area, uh, to help him get toilet trained and dress himself. We had no intention for long term, and he was severely abused and tortured there. He was denied food for behavior modification. Or, uh, he was re- restrained. He was blocked, secluded in his room. You know, they put paper in the windows. Everything. I mean, suffered horrendous abuses, which you know he wound up. Uh, being diagnosed PTSD as well. We got him out of there. We didn't know, that we thought it was that facility. It's some very disturbing and cruel and abusive staff there. And we cared care for Jonathan at home for another year before we put him into a state facility close to us because it just got to a point we couldn't uh, handle things on top of the things that he already was going through and then the PTSD and et cetera. So tragically, uh, Jonathan was killed there. By his caregivers, two caregivers, um, he was suffocated to death in a van. Um, it, you know, we got my wife and I got the news uh, on vacation at a payphone, um, and I, obviously, every listener can only imagine uh, we the, the devastation and uh, just you know just crushed. Um, it, it catapulted a law that we had already started working for called Jonathan's Law to so allow parents and legal guardians to be able to get access to abuse investigation and records. How the state of New York and these all these private connected group homes, et cetera, cover up everything is by hiding the evidence not only from the families, but also from the local police and DAs and courts. So that's, so it's, wide-scale discrimination now we didn't know this but now i know it and i've been shouting it from the rooftop as a civil rights disability rights advocate uh, founder of the John carrie's foundation and Walked what does
0: let me ask you this what is the no 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 that's okay i just want you to say what is the foundation for and what does it do
2: so it's all about helping vulnerable children and people with disabilities so we advocate for them we educate people a lot of people will call me i'll i'll encourage them what to you know tell them what to do what not to do you know please you know help them get attorneys um you name it you know if people are have it in them to fight for laws i encourage them i give them all the wisdom i got um then we also we also take care of and try to raise awareness of the fatherless and the orphan issues uh, not just okay. here in New York but worldwide
1: that's amazing that's important work and if right. I could just jump in and say something because now that our documentary is starting to catch on fire um, I've had a few comments from uh, caregivers saying that you know I don't want anyone to think that we're painting with a with a very wide brush these are you have a massive system and Mike knows it better than anyone else, the number of employees and the number of homes. We are not saying that the entire system uh, uh, yes, we are saying the entire entire system is broken but not every caregiver we are saying is an abuser by far. No,
0: and and you're right. Just like the CPS system on Long Island, it's a broken it's a horrible system but not every social worker is um a non-compliant yeah a right. criminal non-compliant or trying to cover up things so it, it, it's I totally understand what you're saying these are all things that happen because I remember when before I put my mother in a nursing rehabilitation facility I remember a couple of people told me if you go into a building and you smell urine get out and I just thought urine are you kidding just by that alone, I mean, I would never even expect to smell urine in any type of
1: state facility. Well, so so, Mike, why don't you... I, I really feel that I would love for Mike to really get the issue out um, because out of all of the stories that I've heard, and I've heard some very terrible ones, the 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 level of abuse against the disabled community that cannot speak for themselves, there are between 11 and 13 dying all day. That and what
0: has Governor Cuomo and what has Cuomo our governor how is he has he helped you in this has he I mean you know he is the main person to I guess guide people or or, or help somebody so, so Mike go ahead and, and so what's going on with these homes
2: all right so let me let me nail this thing home huge for everybody and their brother to fully understand uh, I've been bringing these issues to the forefront massive abuse and neglect and cover-ups in the state and private system ever since my son was killed. Actually, started before he was killed with the Jonathan's Law. But uh, we found out really after he was killed that this it was the system. It's rampant with physical and sexual abuse and deaths. Approximately 8,000 calls to the state abuse hotline for the disabled only uh, every month. So we're just around 100,000 a year. Uh, into an agency set up by the governor to make almost everything disappear purposely. He circumvents the 911 call systems. He made it a law for caregivers to a uh, misdemeanor offense if they didn't call the internal abuse system a hotline, they call the justice center. Like, it's not a justice center, and everybody needs to know it. It's a corrupt state agency set up to cover up. And so what they do is they make sure the local police and paramedics cannot respond to these incidents including deaths so what so you don't have documented evidence right from independent Mm -hmm. paramedics police etc then what they do is uh they withhold these crimes from the county district attorneys almost all of them so and they make sure there's no prosecution so they're protecting the abusers similar to the whole catholic church sex sexual predator uh, a scandal that the Spotlight uh, Investigative Reporting Team brought out with Boston Globe.
1: Right, that uh, was a, that was powerful. Well, if I can, can I interject something really quickly? So the one of the men that killed Mike's son, Jonathan, was fired from four previous private homes for abuse of the disabled, and the other. Caregiver was involved in another incident where Jonathan had bruises on him, and so, so so they they are just simply moved from one place to another, or it's why overlooked. is that, Kathy? Do you think, Mike? You can answer that.
2: Why okay, do okay? You- so it's all about lawsuits. So the state of New York has an uh, they have an agreement. I have it in writing actually. It's called the Jane Lynch affidavit. Um, I got this because the state was being sued because they weren't releasing documents regarding abuse and neglect. So uh, this other agency it's supposed to be independent called the CQC or Commission on Quality Care, which is now called the Justice Center. Basically, instead of advocating for people with disabilities, they're actually in agreement with the state and private provider agencies. And this is their wording in the document. They have a coherent oversight scheme a carefully cultivated understanding with providers. And it's all about concealing documents and evidence to protect the facilities and staff from litigation. So it's not about protecting our most vulnerable, it's about protecting the money, hiding these things from the families, making the system look safe when it's not. And and then ultimately the big, the big money is the federal Medicaid money because uh, by hiding the damages to the feds they the federal medicaid money keeps flowing in no questions asked
1: and wow. if i could just give you a number i mean we're talking about that when you have a profoundly disabled person that's in a state-run home they are getting 1.8 now i'm not sure of the number this was several years ago 1.8 million dollars a year per disabled person 1.8 million okay Jeez. Yeah,
2: so let let me explain that. So we didn't we had no clue. But when Jonathan was in this facility, you know, when he was killed, tw- twenty two uh, two thousand six to two thousand seven. Now we find this out, you know, a few years after Jonathan was killed by a reporter did some investigative reporting work uh, from the Poughkeepsie Journal, and she brought it out. At that time, they were charging about five thousand dollars per day. Or uh, no, when my son was there, thirty eight hundred dollars per day. Um, but they, the state of New York was manipulating the Medicaid rate, and they ultimately got it up to five thousand dollars per day, which was close to two million per resident. So they were using, financially exploiting people like Jonathan in these state developmental centers, and they were funneling the majority of the money into the system. It was literally took uh, about half of the state's budget for about one hundred twenty-six thousand people were brought. It was brought in off the backs of about thirteen to fourteen hundred. Individuals like Jonathan in lockdown state res- uh, developmental centers. All it was a Medicaid fraud Ponzi scheme. It was exposed. Now there is the you know, the feds did finally act, and it's now it's like twelve hundred dollars a day. It's still way over the top, but they're not providing safe care and services with that federal tax dollar. Well,
0: that's what I was about to ask you because with those numbers being so high, is the level of care like the like the best?
2: It's the worst imaginable. Almost every safety and abuse prevention measure or life-saving measure that you would think would be in place in these facilities all across the board, state, private, mental health facilities, group homes, they are non-existent. Families don't know this. The state knows it. The provider agencies know it. And and, and what they're doing, uh, the New York Times did a massive investigative reporting series called Abused and Used, which I convinced them to do. It took me two years to convince them. And they engaged and they brought out the, the fact these all these things that i'm telling you a lot of them but also the fact that they were basically making millionaire uh not-for-profit operators the, the administrators were enriching themselves with the Fed, the medicaid money but they weren't providing safe care and services but they had the agreement with the state that don't worry about it you're not going to be we're going to protect you from all the lawsuits by co- concealing the documents and evidence from not only the families but also again the police and the DAs, et cetera. That's what they're doing. They're shielding them, just like the governor uh, made this agreement with the nursing homes to shield them from from being sued. But it wasn't just the
1: nursing homes. It was also the hospitals. That's why when these top hospital officials came out recently defending Governor Cuomo's actions, because when the shit hits the fan, the head of a lot of these hospitals are going. It was it was not just with the nursing homes. It was a deal with the hospitals that they would be shielded from lawsuits as well. I just read a great I, I believe it was in the Gotham and um, where this truly gets out and is investigated. And that's why, Catherine, you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, when we were talking prior to the show he can't just go down for sexual abuse and 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 or harassment uh Cuomo. I mean, that's terrible. But those women all have voices. Those women all can get lawyers. Those women can all speak for themselves. We're talking about the most vulnerable population of severely mentally retarded people with cerebral palsy, with autism, that that that, that, that are nonverbal, that are being sexually and physically abused because I'll starved you- of food. And and they need our
0: voices they do and i'll I'll tell you why and you know exactly as well as i do when we discuss or promote any type of child sex trafficking nobody wants to hear about it nobody wants to think about it they don't want to believe it exists so it's not good and they push it off to the side. They don't like the story, whatever. Same thing with the seniors and the disabled. They don't wanna believe it exists. We all have a senior citizen in a home or, or we know somebody, same thing with disabled where they have to go to a facility to learn life skills or whatever, but
1: nobody wants to know about it, hear about it or talk about it. And 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 I just I just need to say this, and this has happened just very, very recently. I was blessed with a beautiful granddaughter, my first granddaughter. I know, and, congrats. Yeah, I would put her on Facebook. And I would put just a picture of her, like, say, Sunday Funday, and she's all dressed up with a bow in her hair. And I would get three, four, five hundred likes, a hundred comments. And if I put an article out about, you know, abuse or neglect or government corruption or I mean, I get a yeah. fraction of that. The apathy with listeners and, and I, I, people throw their hands up in the air and they say, well, how is one person going to change? How, how can I possibly help? OK, one person plus one person plus one person plus one person. You don't have to do everything. We can lead the fight, but we need people enraged. We need people. Put yourself in, in Michael's position. Put yourself in the position of a child who was killed in a gym and laws are there to protect them. And they're funded, amply funded. And the money is going like shit through a goose with corrupt contractors and corrupt uh, people appointed in the government and elected in the government that are not doing their jobs. We need a peaceful revolution of change. We need to protect Whistleblowers, and we need to help those without a voice. Well, your and we need th- people to act and contact us and be enraged and help us get this out to the masses. Because if we can't do that, as w- what, who are we then? What What is life all about? You know, there before the grace of God go I. It could be your child, it could be my child, and it shouldn't have to take your child to die to get involved to help us save others. And, and, and you're right. So I wanted to ask Mike,
0: so with these disabled homes, okay. Um, and I know a little bit of what you're talking about. My sister had a son, um, that had cerebral palsy and he passed away. God rest his soul. Uh, when he was 12 from the disease. So, um, and it was mentally one. Um, so when a parent puts a, their child into the care of these professionals, Okay, so you hundred percent believe that they're taking care. So why are these homes, these group homes, facilities, why are they protecting someone who's making, like say, twelve dollars an hour? Okay, why would they want to protect them? Isn't it, wouldn't it be easy just to fire that person and get someone else?
2: Well, it's it's not. See, they're what they're they're protecting the the abuse. That's happening in their facilities because of their negligent hiring and supervising, and all the other things. That a lot of these people that you know are abusive, a lot of them could have been prevented through proper hiring practices. You know, um, uh, proper criminal background checks. Uh, you know, there's a lot of basic things when you hire somebody. I believe this field, you have to have the grace on your life, and that's a gift from God. If you're not called to this uh, this arena you don't belong in, to, in it. And, and that that can be easily discerned through proper hiring practices. But I could tell you a whole shopping list of things uh, that are wrong with the system. But the, there's a, the, the deep-rooted part is if you don't value the, the residents, the people with disabilities, and you don't value them as an equal person in society, then you're not going to properly protect them. It is clear as clear can be. There is a complete discrimination issue here, c- civil rights issue, unequal treatment, because they're not equally valued. And that's that's the underlying root. But they're valued enough to financially exploit, to enrich yourself, uh, and, you know, et cetera, and a lot of these systems. Now, I'm not saying every, even administrator or not-for-profit is, is uh, bad. But I would say it, it, the system as a whole is, is corrupt. It is is operating fraudulently. It must be reformed. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. There's a lot of basic things can be done to reform it. The biggest reform that I've uh, worked on, apart from Jonathan's law uh, and getting those records, um, and well, and, and also making it finally a felony if you uh, are endanger um, the welfare of an incompetent, or physically disabled person in New York State became a felony to be cruel to your pet, busters law, aggravated cruelty to companion pet, 1999. Me, It took me five years after the death of my son who died in 2007 to 2012 to finally get the same penalty of felony. It was a misdemeanor for if you were in of the welfare of an incompetent or physically disabled person. Wow. So th- we're just trying to bring this all in perspective. It's, it's insanity. But so here it is. Governor Cuomo had every opportunity to bring major reforms. He was the attorney general though. He ignored all my attempts. I was in with his top staff. I presented their people with this document, this affidavit, you know, with the coherent oversight (laughs) scheme and the whole nine yards. They ignored everything. They tried to continue. And then I got the New York Times to come out, do the series. They, they thought the governor was going to reform the system. What's he do? He hires back the guy that runs the very agency who was burying everything. And they worked with the unions and the providers that were all in bed together, corrupt as can be, burying almost every, all the damages. And and they cocked this scheme to rename and relocate the abuse hotline from the Commission on Quality Care to the Justice Center for the Protection of People with Special Needs governor comes out and says oh this is a brand new agency uh, top standards in the nation it's you know, all this all this stuff the whole thing was a lie everything mm. about it was a lie and and so i hear it is nine years later hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of crimes against our most vulnerable covered up mm. a lot of them committed by the same perpetrators because oh. they were protected and shielded just like that uh pedophile uh Sex scandal in the Catholic Church. Now, if everybody, please, on top of the whistleblowers documentary that Kathy put together, which is amazing, is on Voozle, Please, everybody, uh, watch that. But watch also the documentary uh, and movie called The Spotlight.
0: Yeah, and that was insane.
1: I saw that.
2: We're well, living it, it.
1: And and if I could just interject again, because I just read the, one of the New York Times articles again yesterday. And used and abused, Danny Hakem, uh, you know, he almost won a Pulitzer Prize. And that exposure is what was the catalyst for Governor Cuomo to create the Justice Center, which shields itself of accountability. It's an illusion of accountability in New York State. But these caretakers, so... so So the homes, the state is getting funded, say, $1.82 million for these disabled individuals. Yet the caretakers are making $30,000 a year. So do the math. Yeah, that's insane. So why?
0: Okay, so basically it is just about the money. Exactly. Exactly. It has to be because because I can't see anybody going through this or doing this just, just to be mean. It has to be a motive behind it. And it's not the low levels the first ones on the front line caring for them because there's it, 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 these individuals probably get off on hurting people that can't fight back or speak up. You know, same thing with a predator when he goes after a child. They get a thrill off of that, of the power and the uh,
1: authority. Well, if, so, again, if they well, used and abused by danny hakem in 2011 it was a three-part expose which which blew it open and mike carey was the catalyst for that used and abused new york times danny hakem read the articles yeah. and your hair will curl about the abuse and again it's not everyone but you have serial abusers much like governor cuomo is a serial liar uh 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 that, that need to be addressed. These issues need to be addressed. They can't be swept under the rug. So,
0: what's the steps that people can do to help support this and make this go forward? To make laws and to make change, because okay. a lot of people don't, a lot of people won't get involved because they don't know how and they don't know what to
2: do. Well, I could speak to that. Uh, we've gotten over 14 laws passed, or uh, laws or amendments. Uh, since my boy was killed so i know how to do it um so i can help people people can reach out to us uh me personally through our the jonathan carey foundation uh it's easy to look up just google it uh, org. it's and it's j-o uh j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n not with no h um so but You got to, so you can reach out to legislators. You can ask, you know, you could, you know, reach out to me. There's a lot of things, but, you know, the 911 civil rights bill, people need to know this and they can reach out to their state legislators, their federal representatives. People with disabilities are being treated unequally and not provided the same equal access to 911 call systems. So if they live outside their home and in this system, they are being told. Uh, You know the caregivers and the staff are being told to call the state hotline instead of nine one one. Kind of um, like hospice. Well,
0: right?
1: Because hospice they don't call nine one one when someone passes away. But it's different. It's not the abuse, Catherine. If if you were working in a group home, if you were working in a group home and you saw another employee punch a disabled person in the face and knock them on the ground, you are not allowed to call nine one one. You are supposed to call the Justice Center. So the police never investigate. The, right. the, the, they might not be taken to the hospital. Even if someone dies, Mike, explain what happens, how they don't even go to the regular coroner. It's
2: yeah. So let me just finish a little bit on the 911 okay. because okay. The people really got to grasp this. So can you imagine you're working in one of these facilities that people, the the uh, administrators are telling staff, and even with, with fear of God in them, if they do, they're more concerned about the lawsuit, so they don't want it to go outside of the facility. They rather have the person injured, stay injured, or die in the facility than what happens if they, for instance, if they die. One of the facility doctors will sign off on the death certificate, and the body will go Almost always directly to the funeral home. Now the law says every institutional death is supposed to be investigated and determined the cause of death by the county medical examiner or coroner. Governor Cuomo's agency purposely bypasses the law, right, and sends and basically keeps these deaths, and all you know, most of the physical and sexual assault crimes too from the local authorities. So the, a DA can't prosecute a death, a wrongful death that he never even heard about, more or less, uh, there was no criminal investigation. The whole thing is, a, it's a deception. It's a purposeful setup to cover up. Like I said, it is evil. Uh, the governor is 100% involved. Um, he made sure that this was how the state would continue to protect itself. And then obviously he, you know, he, you know, he receives lots of campaigns from these lobby groups, right. Mm-hmm. That are supposedly lobbying for uh, things for the disabled. Most of them are in the, they're in the, I call it like the food trough gravy trough or whatever you want to call it. It's, they, it's all t- tied into the money. Um, and again, it's, it's horrific Um I hope people are listening, if their children in the facility, they're receiving better care. But if you you know, uh, you know, there's things that you can do to better protect your children, and certainly reach out if you had an incident. We've we've got attorneys on to different people uh, cases and helped a number of people over the years. So. Um, it's it's not the same we're trying to protect and save the lives though we're trying to reform the system
1: and i think if anybody has any connections that's listening to uh you know like i just got a very very good referral yesterday for uh one of the shows like 2020 dateline directly to the producers this needs to be exposed we need outrage just like and god bless him george floyd or you know somebody that's it's that one person that sparks the outrage let it be jonathan carey let it be michael carey because michael made a promise to his son that he would help his friends and that's what he's doing and you know i have my issue money corruption is one thing abuse of children and the disabled and our most vulnerable is another and we're asking for help we're begging for help that if anyone can get it to an elected official who will actually have the balls to stand up and do something and now is the time because Cuomo's number is up so or I got it on tv
0: I'm sending this in an email to every elected official that I can get their email from and so and and text if I have their number I'm sending it because what so what does a parent do if they suspect that their child who's in a group home or facility is being abused what can they do
2: well this is another area um, it, the way the system is set up and how the governor I'm going to tell this is going to really on top of everything else going to blow people's minds the governor officially directed law enforcement agencies all across the state to basically stand down and make sure you know because and, and listen we handle these type of situations regarding these people that are happening in our facilities and the private ones that we're at on you know apart from law enforcement so you guys stand down so what happens if a family member even calls the local police the, this is what happens they'll say oh no there's this uh, state-of-the-art uh, place that all this stuff the Justice Center for the Protection of People.
0: Mike, you're cutting out. Yeah. Oh, he's getting a call. I hear it. We'll wait for that call to pass. Kathy,
1: so go ahead and, and say so, something. So when, when if people do watch the documentary, which I hope they will, it's explained a little bit in in there about um, that it was just.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Important- for some reason, I got. Uh, I thought I got cut off.
0: No, no, no. You must have received a call. You must, somebody must have been calling in the background. That's okay. So go ahead and finish, oh, Mike. Hold on. I
2: don't, hold on.
1: Okay, somebody go. <laughs> okay. So, so. All right,
2: so, I, I apologize.
1: I... Okay, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. All
0: okay, right, he's so got I'm, it again. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead, Kathy. Okay. So in 2019, there was a lawsuit, and Cuomo's plan... That he concocted to keep it away from the district attorneys was ruled unconstitutional. You cannot appoint inv- uh, prosecutors with you, they have to be elected, meaning the district attorneys. And Mike, through his investigative work, has foiled freedom of information law. And we can prove <laughs> the district attorneys are saying they have gotten zero calls from homes. So the, the, the it, 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 you're, he's encapsulating and, and this is where yes, the sexual abuse is one thing or the sexual harassment but my god to set up a system where the non-for-profit heads are making a half a million dollars and the caretakers are making $30,000 and they're being hired with criminal records and documented uh, that they were fired from other jobs and abuse again. We're not saying it's everyone. I'm sure the majority of the of the low-level workers are good, hardworking, caring people. But you have a system that's protecting the abusers to shield themselves from accountability. And this needs to be exposed. And this needs to be. We need to help these vulnerable population. I have five children. I am. I was so moved by Mike and by his story. All I kept thinking of was, oh, my God, could you could I imagine if it was one of my children and no one was helping me? Exactly. If if someone knows that okay, we lost Mike, we lost Mike. Okay, but go ahead. We'll come back in. If someone knows that their child is being abused, I mean, if you watch in my documentary, I suggest you do not take appropriate action. I suggest New York State is a one consent tape recording. I say you call up the directors, you get them tape recorded on the phone, and you go to the media, you contact us. Let us help you help your child. But we need the ma- we need this exposed and we need massive you need reform. numbers. You need and you need numbers to back it
0: because the squeaky we wheel- have numbers.
1: We have everything, Catherine, but there's nowhere to go. The governor protected himself. And uh, Linda Lacewell hired 24 attorneys and strategically placed them in every state agency to protect the governor and protect the state. And the attorney general, well, I, I, I do have faith in this new attorney general because she did go after Cuomo and she is with the nursing home scandal and she is investigating the sexual harassment. But prior to that, I mean, I went to him when he was attorney general, Cuomo. Mike, are you there?
2: I'm back I, okay. I, okay,
1: you know, I do know what happened and every, every attorney okay. general hopefully now maybe we have an attorney general I pray to God that it's going to protect the people and not well, protect the bad state actors I did
0: hear that Cuomo's going to be running for a fourth term
2: uh, I don't think so no that's
0: not happening <laughs> I heard that. I didn't say I I didn't say I believed it or anything. I just No,
2: I, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be forced to be leave office uh, probably within the next day or two.
1: Yeah, and so. but, but he's still gotta be held accountable for what he did. To yes. The children and the vulnerable of this people want to people want to see him
0: arrested for the nursing homes and for the disabled. Now the sexual harassment, I hate to say it, that's going to probably be his downfall because now more women are coming out because now they're feeling better about them. It's hard to be the first one to speak out on somebody who's supposedly powerful. I know. No, I- and
1: he's vindictive. Yes. He threatens his staff that if you leave or go to another agency, you try and go, he's going to, you know, you won't work in New York state. I've been threatened. I was in Cuomo, I was in Cuomo's office meeting with his deputy director for public education. And four days later, I had investigators on a job site and I had $200,000 withheld the same fucking person, excuse my language, that I reported Four days prior to Governor Cuomo's deputy director for public education, I met with this assistant secretary for education. Mike has met with top-level attorneys in Cuomo's office. They, 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 they talk a good talk, and then they stonewall you and they threaten you. I yes, mean, Mike, just, just quickly uh, uh, tell them as a whistleblower. Now I'm bringing this around about that we need protection as whistleblowers. What right. happened to the to the uh, press release? Tell them what happened. Okay. What happened, Mike?
2: Uh, Which press release? The
1: EIN. When you were doing your press releases. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, I uh, signed up through our foundation. I was buying blocks, $1,000 blocks of 50 uh, press releases. I was, for uh, two and a half years, I was putting press releases out. I did them all uh, with excellence, proof, uh, links, everything. Uh, you know, four or five a, uh, a week uh, for two and a half years. And through this EIN Newswire press service, well, right before Governor Cuomo's uh, attempt for re-election this last time around, whatever that was, a couple of years ago, whatever it was, uh, uh, basically, they received a phone call, the, the, the EIN Newswire, and they basically, whatever, uh, either Cuomo or Cuomo's people or whoever it was, threatened this agency in Washington, where they were based at it, they, the guy called me up. I could hear it in his voice. We're, you know, that's it. Do any more of these press releases about Cuomo? Um, we're shutting you down. Whatever balance on the things, you know, we're going to send you to whatever's left back to you. <laughs> and I and I said, who called you? The guy would not tell me. Now, I know it was either from, it might have been the governor himself. I was making a difference. These these press releases were going out all over the country. Um, I, I, there, Some of them are still out there. A lot of them, are, you know, you click on it, you can find a lot of stuff on it. Ah, you, know, kind of, you rubbed somebody the wrong no, way. No, but, but My, what it was, what was, I'm was, saying
1: is that, was, yeah. It was after we, you finally got OAN uh, and we got the four Congress members to write to the Department of Justice to investigate the Justice Center and Cuomo. And, and, OAN did a story about level 2 and 3 sex offenders being placed in these group homes so these are sex offenders that they would classify that oh they have ADHD or they have some disability so they were getting the the Medicaid money for level 2 and 3 sex offenders and putting them in homes with people that cannot speak (laughs) and we and, and that was exposed and literally shortly after that everything the shit hit the fan and that's, oh, there
2: you go and I, go ahead and i would really like to touch into this sec- just so people know the scope of sex assault in these facilities that governor cuomo he's the executive he's the governor these are his agencies uh i have documented proof that you know about three and these are about three percent of sex assaults against the developmentally disabled will ever be reported this is widely known there's a document called protecting the Vo- most vulnerable or something like that it's up on the Massachusetts website it explains the, the the dangers and the risk and the scope that these individuals that are not there's hardly ever justice for them. Well, three percent is reported on average of sex assaults against the developmentally disabled in Cuomo's one agency out of six for develop developmentally disabled. Thirteen hundred on average are reported sexual assaults and rapes. Oh. Now. That's 3%. I just do, you just do the math. You multiply that out by 33 and you get upwards over, you know, close to 45,000. The system's 126,000 people. You do the math. It's a massive percentage of these people are being sexually assaulted in the system. Mike, tell them about,
1: tell them about the family that you were able to help get the attorney. Tell them what the, uh, the, the sexual predator said.
2: Okay. So, uh, the fellow, this fellow, was um, raping and videotaping and doing all sorts of ungodly things to this young boy in a state group home out the uh, western part of the, New York, and he was caught though in a federal porn sting. So the federal government oh. caught him. He was the trafficking photos, right? Well, they got his laptop. They found out he had photos of this kid. Well, who was this kid? Well, he were, He's one of the disabled boys at the uh, um, at, at the group home the guy worked at, mm-hmm. right? The state was letting this the guy take the boy back to his home and he was videotaping this stuff at his home. And huh. so, so this guy he gets caught, he's in jail finally, thank God for many, many years. Uh, so I helped the family get a really good attorney.
1: But how'd um, they find out ever- through the federal well, thing? They caught him, the feds caught him, in, and he was videotaping and but raping what, this man and put but and what was, I'm having it on the web. But I'm asking you,
0: just like Rallis in the uh, town of Brookhaven, uh, Dorothy and I did a story on that when he was distributing uh, child porn. How? What made the federal government pay attention to this schmo? Well,
2: somehow somehow there must have been trafficking of pictures, I imagine. They caught, the they they followed it back probably to his IP address or whatever. Okay. They caught him. Then when they went into his... Uh, into his laptop, and and then they saw all these other photos and videos, et cetera. Um, then they started questioning, "Well, who's this specific young man?" I, and I, I don't know. There, there might have been others. I don't, I don't know there all has the details. To be. But this
1: isn't. But Michael, what did he say they, about Governor Cuomo's system?
2: All right, he said it's a sexual predator's dream. I could do whatever I want, whenever I wanted, uh, and he, he just could. He, it, it's that's the cyst way it is. there's, there's no cameras. There's no real accountability. He said the supervisors are you know hang out in their offices all day. Uh, he said like he could do whatever he wanted with whoever. And so can you imagine you, you know, you get you're in there, especially these night shifts. Yep. They're dangerous as hell. I
0: there's I couldn't there's agree no more. There isn't. And and just like the internet, it's a pedophile's
1: dream come true. And now he was caught by the feds. If he was caught internally. By someone who actually reported him, maybe his supervisor, he got caught raping this boy. We wouldn't know about it. They wouldn't Ball call calendar. 911. They would call the justice center and it would be swept under the rug. And this boy's parents probably would never have found out. And we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Oh we my God.
0: need reform. Okay, so let's talk about really quick reform before we switch over to the whistleblowers, real quick. Okay, so Mike, what do you propose is needed for these homes for the disabled and the seniors? What, 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 what kind of reform would be needed? What do you okay, suggest? So, so the
2: so the big thing as far as nine uh, one 9-1, the nine one one. Uh, it has to be by law, uh, preferably even federal law, forcing all the states to comply. Uh, all physical, sexual assaults, medical emergencies above beyond basic first uh, aid type things, and deaths have to be called at 911, so the paramedics and police can respond. If there's no crime, there's no crime, right? But you, you know, but if there is a crime, they're there on the scene within minutes. They can see the injuries. If they can ask other staff who did what, they can make the arrest just like anybody else in society, and then they it has to go through the normal criminal criminal justice system. Bypassing 911 call systems is discriminatory. It treats the disabled uh, differently. It violates their New York State and U.S. constitutional right to due process, equal protections of law. So they circumvent all the laws. So even when I got the the law endangering the welfare of an incompetent physically disabled person which is New York State penal law 260.25 a felony almost all of these never get to the never get to the DAs never get to the police so most of these people are never charged now D- the 911 let me just finish this point the 911 will force these facilities to clean up their act because they won't be able to internally investigate and they won't be able to control all the documents and the evidence and then they'll force to actually put all the, you know, the cameras in the facilities, the buses, the safe working hours. You know, the guy that killed my son was working 100 hour weeks. How can you possibly let anybody work that kind of hours with a autistic children? I I mean, it's that's unheard of. It's crazy. That is crazy. And, and, and it's, and I just make this last point. It's, it's in the state's own training manual. Too much overtime and stress and fatigue is like one of the direct causes for abuse and neglect but yet they don't deal with it just the basic common sense thing to stop the abuse and neglect. So, I, and I could go on, there's a lot of other things, but uh, the, the big one is the 911. Please, you, everybody and your brother can call up their state and federal legisl, you know legislators or representatives and say, listen, we got to stop this civil rights, uh, these atrocities, this discrimination. We need to protect our most vulnerable.
1: But they need, I'm okay. sorry, Mike, they need to contact us. They need to contact us so that we can form a group to do this, because speaking alone, your voices is not heard. We need that's where we're coming out. That's why I did the documentary so that people would realize it's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just Frank, just Mary Ellen. It's not just Walter. There are we we are the voices, but we we have been shut down. We have been threatened. We have been eliminated. We have been defamed by the very government that's supposed to be protecting our children. You
0: and I personally know that, especially when we we just attempted to do Thomas's voice, and we got, ugh, beat up. Yeah? We got beat up personally, and we just gave up because you don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. We got other things to do besides defend ourselves. So that's not... So Mike Carey, so quickly, how can somebody when they hear this, and they want to get in touch with you, how?
2: All right, so they can email me, info at jonathancaryfoundation.org. Um, again, it's Jonathan with a no H in it, so J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, carry C-A-R-E-Y, foundation, spelled out, dot .org. Um, they also can call, you know, uh, 518-475-9100. Um, yeah, so that's the best way to contact me. Um, okay. Okay the hard part is like these last three weeks I've been working like 13, 14 hour days a lot of these days I've been doing press releases I've been exposing the the, the COVID death cover ups in Cuomo's agencies most of the news organizations are not responding I got one uh, that uh, the American conservative put out uh, I got a freelance uh, uh, you know writer uh, Michael Volpe to do um, but it it's bizarre. I mean, it's absolutely bizarre. Most, I'm, I'm in right outside of Albany. I, you know, all the, the Albany reporters know who I am. I'm a very well-respected and well-known advocate, and yet they're not zeroing in on the disabled. The disabled are being forgotten. Their deaths, hundreds and hundreds have died because of whist- our whistleblower, me and another whistleblower's complaints, ignored. They did not protect the, the disabled in these group homes and his uh, almost mental health agencies. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds have died as a direct result. We believe in the low in the thousands, maybe three or four thousand. Um, they're hiding the death numbers just like the governor did with the, you know, trying to falsify all these death numbers, and whatnot, in the nursing homes. A little different, but similar. Uh, they blew off my FOIL request for the death numbers. They fudge things. They uh, well, fraudulently. They they purposely and fraudulently change. Things to try to spin things and lie to cover themselves. And the That's, governor, you know, I am insisting, and I have emailed all the DAs, I've emailed the sheriffs, you have to arrest this man for killing the disabled and the elderly. And, and I point them also to the law that I got changed, the endangered of welfare, anyone knowingly doing anything likely to injure them, anybody incompetent or physically disabled is guilty of a class E felony. Governor Andrew Cuomo knew exactly what he was doing. He knew when he put the the uh, elderly and disabled that were sick back into nursing homes and group homes that he was going to spread the virus and kill people. He also knew exactly if you don't if you keep spreading uh, the virus through staff and not do COVID testing and you send them to uh, day programs and as you shut down the restaurants and the bars and you don't take the steps to protect the most vulnerable in his own agencies, which is exactly what the governor did, but the end result is tons of people lost their children, they lost their siblings.
0: And their parents and grandparents. It it just, the list goes on and on and on. Okay, so quickly, let's shift over to the whistleblower. So Kathy.
1: Uh, Well, I just need to say one thing, and I have to name two people. Jeffrey Monsoor and Rodney Frank. Jeffrey Monsoor, specifically, I know, I don't know Rodney that well, but he is a hero in the disabled community. He has risked his career. He has been retaliated against he won in 1983, violation of his civil rights against the state, one of the only ones that we can find for trying to help save lives. This man is a hero, and he deserves to be put on a pedestal for risking his career, his life, his mental health, for trying to save people with disabilities.
2: Yeah, and I would like to say... Jeff's called me up as soon as my son was killed. I've been working with him for 14 years. All his whistleblower complaints to his superiors, commissioners, right up to the governor for 14 years. Almost everything is completely ignored. Then he has to go public. He brings it to me and then I go public with it and he, and he does the best he can too. Now he brought out the fact there was nothing in place to protect the disabled regarding the COVID stuff. He reached out to me uh, first part of March. He said he reached out to the authorities, they did nothing. I've got over 300 uh, whistleblower complaints personally to Governor Cuomo's uh, direct email uh, uh, from March to June of last year. Not one response from him. And as he continued to float to this day, right now, they're floating caregivers. Uh, from ho- COVID positive group homes into other group homes that the d- disease is not there they're spreading it. And it's, and this is the very thing the governor said that, the, Oh no, it uh, wasn't my executive order that killed all the, the elderly. It was the staff that were bringing in Well the staff were spreading it in his own mental health agencies with his directive. And he needs to be held accountable for this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so with the, with the whistleblowers, um, I personally saw it, and I was blown away by each story. And what I liked about this documentary is that everyone who's involved in it, I believe, is it five people or six
1: people? Five whistleblowers, and my son actually did
0: it. Your son did it. Stephen Cole, correct?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: And um, each story is different and scary. It really, truly is. The one, even with uh, Marianne, that is... I, a, a scary story and we don't have time to go through each story but i was particularly um traumatized by my Carrie's story and walter wanger only because i can't imagine my oh i too have five children I, I i couldn't imagine my child going what they went through i would be so angry angry is the word and destructive well, you have
1: to you have to take your anger and, right. and your frustration, and you have to generate it positively. Uh, and and very few whistleblowers can do that. Because when you're attacked and you lose your home, you lose your stability, you lose your pension, you lose your health insurance, you lose your health, you lose your family for coming forward. That's why I did the documentary, and that's why I'm honored to stand in a circle of very brave whistleblowers. And we need to be heard, and I I am proud to say that finally, after doing it two years ago and and reporting to Andrew Cuomo as far back as February of 2009, the deaths and the uh, surrounding the school safety issue that I'm involved in. We, I believe tomorrow uh, I had a call with seven people online. So, so it's on Voozle streaming right now, but uh, another company saw it, a very big media company contacted me on Friday and I'll be signing a contract tomorrow. And I believe it's going to be streaming on seven stations starting very soon. And one of them, I believe is Amazon. So it's gonna, it's going to, you know, it, it, I don't want to be in the limelight. Michael Carey doesn't want to be in the limelight. Mary Ellen Belding doesn't want to be in the limelight. Walter Wenger doesn't want to be in the limelight. Frank Vetro doesn't want to be in the limelight. We are doing this for the greater good. Yes, it will feel good for us to get justice, and people will realize that what we were saying was true. But we want to help people that cannot help themselves. And And Governor Cuomo was not the person to do that. So when he sat there every day with his COVID briefings and writing his book and joking with his brother as people are dying and we are suffering and being defamed and and called conspiracy theorists, we're going to see who has the last laugh, Chris and Andrew Cuomo, because it's not going to be you. When they were going back and forth
0: laughing and joking in a pandemic Okay.
1: This man is in charge of our state. No, and he's his- narcissistic narcissistic yes. leaders that think that they are, uh, you know, that, that they are the emperor. And, you know, they, they, people that are put in places of power and people that are given much. And Mike says this often, much is expected of them. We can't do much more. We need the help of someone in the media. That has the balls to take this on and expose this. This is not a partisan issue. This is not left or right. This is not Democrat or Republican. This is right or wrong. This is living or dying. And we need. Now is our time. I feel it. We're going. It we're we're going to bring this out, and we're going to be able to sleep with our heads on the pillow because we have done everything that we could possibly do. Now, how could someone? Mike? Did we leave Mike? Mike? No, he's here.
2: Okay. No. Yeah, I'm here. Um, So, uh, just so everybody knows, so it's Boozle, B-U-U-Z-L-E, and you could just go to Roku, and you just type it in, and it's a free uh, download. And please watch that; it's uh, it's very, very important. Please let everybody know. Um, And obviously, there's going to be other streaming uh TV stations so, too. So too. I'd like to
1: tell oh. people how you could contact me. You could just yes, use like personal I just, email.
0: I was just going to say that. Now, if somebody wants to contact you and be involved with whistleblowing and or uh, a- a- any type of this,
1: how do they con- contact Well, so I I want to let people know that in addition to the streaming, I'm in negotiations now with doing some kind of a show to give whistleblowers um, a voice. And even if you're thinking about blowing the whistle, um, no pun intended, I'm, you know, I always say I wish I knew it before I blew it because <laughs> you, you need to know what's going to happen to you. You need to be prepared. And whistleblowers save lives. We are, we are the, the army against the, the, the corrupt state. So my, my email is my name, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N, C O L E 6 2 at gmail.com. And my phone number is 631 521 9838. And let me assure you that, you know, we have dealt with the DOJ, the feds, every law enforcement agency, Mike Carey included, Mary Ellen Belding, Frank Vetro. We have the documents uh, to, to basically prove everything that we're saying now Kathy has any important has any local politician help you in any way you know they all step up a little bit and then um they they you know Mike why don't you answer this I mean I don't even know what to say I think they try and then it's so overwhelming or it's such a political issue or and they're afraid of Cuomo you know let's face it it's I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I could speak into this. Um, so on the state level, uh, we used to have a really strong advocate. He's in Long Island, Harvey Wiesenberg. He actually was the sponsor on Jonathan's Law. Um, my Assemblyman Tim Gordon, at the time, he helped us get a number of bills in through. He fought hard. Uh, but right now, there's not any really strong advocates for the disabled that I'm aware of. Uh, most of them are afraid. They, you know, they're they're all constantly weighing out political you know, what, how's it going to work for me, et cetera. It's, it's, it's disgraceful actually on the federal level. I have, uh, spoke with, uh, cl- uh, Congresswoman Tenney. I've spoken with, uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Um, Congressman Zeldin did put in a letter, uh, to the DOJ regarding investigations of this corrupt justice center, which is located just down the street from my house or my office here. I'm sorry. Uh, where all these calls go, go and disappear, mm-hmm. um, so unfortunately the DOJ never really never did an investigation. And it wasn't so, it
1: yeah. wasn't just uh, Zeldin. Zeldin, I I contacted his office. We we went to Stefanik's office and gave her the um, the the film, a zip drive of the film. She also was on the letter. Uh, Congressman Reed was on the letter to the Department of Justice. Peter King. I met with him personally for 45 minutes in his office. Uh, he uh, was—he wrote me, you know, uh, a letter of support that I read before the Virginia legislature when another child was killed. You know, I'll name some politicians, you know, Senator Boyle initially seemed like he was extremely interested in helping me with the tens of millions of dollars of corruption and procurement fraud schools. He wrote a bill that went nowhere. Um, I went to, you know, Assemblyman Ramos. I mean, I I don't align myself with a, a party. I align myself with, can you help me do the right thing? Can you help me expose this? And the unfortunate thing is everything is just so fucking politically connected. It's right or wrong. Please help us.
0: I know, and and yeah. we did the uh, fundraiser for former New York State uh, Assemblyman Christine Pellegrino. I invited you over. I actually went with you. Remember that to her office yes. to try to connect.
1: That went nowhere. And it's not just her. Yeah. It's right. It's all of them. They, they are. They are. They are pawns in a political bullshit game of chess. And we. Need I gotta. Somebody- I gotta
2: tell you. This. I gotta tell you this. I mean, because it's like. Coming up strong. I mean, the 911 civil rights bill that I drafted and fought, I I got almost all the legislators that signed on and co sponsors. That was me going door to door, meeting them in the halls, everything. I got three quarters of the state legislators on. I think it was about 160 or 150 to 160 legislators signed on, both Democrat and Republican in the Senate and the Assembly, onto the 911 civil rights bill. You know what Governor Cuomo does? All he does is put a phone call in, and to the Speaker or to the uh, Majority Leader in the Senate side, and says, "Make sure you block this in committee, and they block it from coming out to get to the floor for a vote." So I can—I worked for years. My son would, my son. Everybody needs to know. My son never got 911 services when he was assaulted. It was all handled internally, covered up internally. No police involvement, no nothing. We didn't know. It was, oh, Jonathan must have fell off a rocking chair. He must have this or that. It was always Jonathan's fault why he had a black eye, swollen nose, hematomas on his head, et cetera. And you couldn't get any answers from anybody. It's all internal. So here I go, I do all the hard work. So I would say right now, we can ask the federal government, we can ask them to do an executive order to finally end this discrimination and finally get the disabled. 911 services so they're treated equally. That's what we can do. And people can call and we can do it as a group. I know, I mean, I don't know. In numbers. I mean, the strength
0: we people. We've seen it this past number with the BLM movement. There's strength in numbers, okay? I never seen a police department crumble, but they have all over the country. So we're getting, we're really at the end now. So we got your contact information and how they can see the whistleblowers. I really suggest everyone, and even if you're a politician, watch the whistleblowers because number one, you're going to walk away angry, mad. Um, and you're really not going to believe these stories. And if you want to ever, these whistleblowers are amazing because they truly risk everything. They get they get everything taken away and stripped from them, and they are still standing, wanting to do something and to help everybody get justice. And that's what it's all about getting justice. So Mike and Kathy, we're going to have to do this again really soon. Because I, we really will because this is a way to. Can I
2: I say one last little thing?
0: Sure.
2: You know, it's it. You know, when Kathy was saying earlier about being enraged, let the enrage lead to being engaged. Uh, There, I believe if you know God puts things in people's hearts and then they just step out and do it. A lot of times we don't know what to do. All of a sudden, an idea pops in our mind, and all of a sudden we just step into it that's what happens with me a lot of time i'll wake up in the morning and an idea pops to my mind i come over to the office early in the morning and i kick out the press release i wasn't even planning on doing it that day you know what i'm saying so a lot of times the the, the stuff will come and you know and it comes from knowledge to him who's given much much is responsible so the more we know we have to do something people sitting on the sidelines being silent has allowed a lot of this wickedness and these crimes and corruption to to manifest not only in New York State, but throughout our country. It's cut and we can we can save lives and we can make a massive difference.
0: And it's so true because if you don't know, now you know. So what's Thank next? You. What's yes. next? All right. Thanks, guys. So, again, like I said, if you don't know, now you know I have to listen to it. Get involved. Contact Michael Carey. I got the information. Contact uh, Kathy Cole. I have all the information that I will post on the website with that people can actually listen to this on either Apple Podcast or um, Spotify on the website. I'll post the link and they can listen uh, to that. Thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thank you Thank very you, much. Kate. Thank you, Take care. You're welcome. Well, that does it for us. That concludes the powerful episode on abuse with the disabled and state ran homes and private facilities. We want to also give a special thanks for Michael Carey, Jonathan's father, for being a guest for this episode and to bring awareness to what's going on, which is abuse. In the Disabled Homes Group Homes and Facilities. So, if you want to help or you're seeking help, you can reach Michael Carey at 518-475-9100 or go ahead and go to his website, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, Carey, foundation.org. To reach Kathy Cole from the Whistleblowers documentary, her email is Kathleen cole62 at gmail.com or 631-521-9038. Also, please feel free and hit subscribe so you can be notified when episodes are available and leave a review. We love hearing from our audience. We humbly say thanks, be well, be safe. Until next time.